0: welcome to another episode of family fun force podcast i'm jess
1: hi i'm matt
0: rude (laughs) (laughs) today we are reviewing don't starve together don't starve together is technically the multiplayer version of the base game don't starve but we're pretty much just gonna be focusing on the multiplayer version don't starve together it is rated t for teen for fantasy violence and crude humor it is available on pc or mac ps4 and xbox one To clarify, the standard game, Don't Starve, is on Switch, but there is no multiplayer available, so it is technically not available on Switch. It is 1-6 players online multiplayer. Rated 83 on Metacritic for PC. Get you a little synopsis. Although I think this is slightly longer than my normal ones. Uh. (laughs) Mm, Don't Starve Together is a standalone multiplayer expansion of the uncompromising wilderness survival game, Don't Starve. Now including Reign of Giants, adding new characters, seasons, creatures, biomes, and giant new challenges to Don't Starve Together. Enter a strange and unexplored world of strange creatures, dangers, and surprises. Gather resources to craft items and structures that match your survival style. Play your way as you unravel the mysteries of this strange land. Cooperate with your friends in a private game or take your chances with strangers online.
1: Wink. <laughs>
0: work with other players to survive the harsh environment or strike out on your own. Do whatever it takes, but most importantly, don't starve. What you got for us, Matt?
1: Uh, don't Starve Together was self-published by Studio Clay, which rhymes with play. Clay also developed Invisible Ink and Mark of the Ninja, both... Oh, I've seen
0: the Mark of the Ninja game.
1: So on the game mechanics, don't starve together, you start in a large procedurally generated world uh you look for food that you can cook you can gather materials to craft items and equipment you don't want to get lost in the dark or you'll go insane you only have one life if you die you have to start over in a new world and there's persistent unlockable costumes anything you want to add
0: (laughs) Was that all you have
1: Uh, that's the game Did I miss something?
0: I mean, technically you can revive people.
1: There's monsters. There's
0: monsters? I don't... Is it necessarily just the dark that makes you lose your mind? Because sometimes my insanity went down
1: during the day. Different characters have different triggers for their insanity. Like the woodsman. If you don't murder trees, he goes insane. If you murder trees, he's... Perfectly content, so just murder every tree you see. I
0: was gonna say that I think the Valkyrie lady you gotta constantly be killing things, which mm-hmm. made her a lot tougher than everybody else. It was like that was your first character choice to too. Use. yes when I used a standard person, I died very fast.
1: What kind of things do you think adults will enjoy about don't starve together
0: for adults? This is a challenging survival game that while fun as a single player option is greatly improved with multiplayer. Is a lot easier with friends, especially when it comes to understanding the game.
1: Yeah, I think most adults will like the short day-night cycle. It guarantees that yeah,
0: you don't have to sink a lot of time in it.
1: Yeah, every, every time you can play like a solid day, and I think day's only like ten minutes or something. So you can always get production. You can always get productive stuff done. You can always advance in your current world unless you die and you start over. Uh, there are lots of things to discover. There's lots of, like, super macabre scenes. There's all sorts of spooky. Um, everywhere you go, there's just, like, random. I mean, it's all procedurally generated, uh, so it's kind of eclectic. But there's always something to find uh, when we played.
0: Like a table?
1: Like a Like a rose table.
0: After you take it?
1: And you know you might be tempted to take a rose because they're pretty, and the rose will hurt you, and then the table follows you.
0: (laughs) I don't touch things. I don't know what they are.
1: Yeah. Um. I also, this is one of the few like spooky games that doesn't rely on jump scares at all. Like nothing like jumps out at you. That's not the point. It's spooky for other reasons. Like a table following you. Because you're gonna die. A table following you around no matter where you go. Or a turkey that, like like the giant chicken and family guy, wants to fight you no matter what. <laughs> what kind of things do you think that kids will like?
0: For kids, this is a spooky survival game that requires some previous insight or Google searches, which kids like being on the internet and watching gameplay reviews, so this wouldn't really be an issue for most kids, uh, to fully comprehend, but it has an easy-to-use crafting system and HUD that makes it easy to start. I mean, I thought the way it was set up with the crafting on one side of the screen and then the controls for your inventory at the bottom was pretty easy to understand and it constantly showed, you know, what you did or didn't need for materials, what you would need to unlock, like the next set of stuff. I thought that was pretty basic for a kid to pick up. I don't know.
1: Kids will probably, like, don't starve together because it, it's scary without being terrifying. Nothing's creepy enough that it would give me nightmares. Maybe, maybe like the real little kids probably don't want like under nine or ten playing this. But uh, what's it rated?
0: T for teens. So T for teen. yeah, as I'm going to say later, I wouldn't recommend kids under eleven playing it. Yeah, because it's not really gory. There's not really blood, but you do have to murder things.
1: It does. It literally says murder. <laughs>
0: And I think the the worst part is when it's nighttime, and then when you start seeing stuff that's gonna bother kids, especially yeah. if they're afraid of the dark.
1: That's all creepy, but like, uh, one of the playthroughs, I went out purposely, I ran into the dark just to see what would happen, and like, none of the shadow monsters really do anything. They're, if you're out in the actual darkness, I think it spawns something that will hurt you. But, yeah, like, there's creepy ghosts and creepy shadows, and, like, they'll just, like, follow you around and be your friends. Well, once
0: your health gets really low, they start beating up on you. Yeah. Because I died one of those times that way.
1: Um, probably the, the worst part was being out at night when the dogs showed up. Dogs? Yeah, I got chased by rabbit dogs.
0: Oh, I didn't see any dogs.
1: Um, so, yeah, they're... scarier that jump scares. It's not too terrifying. There's, there's lots to explore, uh... You know we mentioned like the the random rose table. There's like just creepy stuff everywhere. The village of pigs. Also like the <laughs> the one thing we kept seeing was the um the sacrificial altar for the pigs too. That was that was weird.
0: I'm still trying to understand that chess piece horse that kept running around trying to kill us.
1: Yeah, there's like, like a Alice clockwork. Clockwork horse made out of rock because it was guarding the. The one thing that you can mine would get mad if you did. Um, there, There's lots of interesting creatures. There were like these tall birds that would beat the crap out of you. There's the pig people. There's, there's I mean, Puffins. The spiders are spooky to me. This is like the only game I've ever played that has Puffins. Yeah, so. the Puffins
0: are pretty cute. They're like the least spooky of everything. And the rabbits are all jackalopes or whatever. Yeah. They got antlers. They're not just like normal bunnies.
1: There's lots of craftable items. Some of them are interesting or humorous. Uh, One of the things some of the characters can use to stave off uh, insanity is like you craft a little flower windmill that slowly breaks apart when you run around. You can also craft like hats and armor and clothes, flowers. You can also eat the flowers. Yeah. There's also lots of playable characters, which kids like a lot. Being able to pick different ways to play the game. There's a mime.
0: Some people will only prefer to eat food prepared a certain way. But yeah. like when I played the Barbarian Valkyrie lady, she only ate meat. She would not eat the berries or anything. It was actually really hard to play the game that way. So if you want more of a challenge, pick characters like that. And only get certain things.
1: So what didn't you like about it?
0: I personally really enjoyed the visual art style.
1: Oh, just ignored me right over. I'm a big
0: fan of Tim Burton, and this game has always reminded me of that, even before I played it. I remember, I think this game, when I was looking it up, the base game, Don't Starve Came Out, like, 2014, like, when I worked at GameStop, I'd always see it popping up on, like, the demo for the PS3 to try in the indie videos, and I was like, that game looks really cool, and I never got it. 'Cause yeah, the, the original game was on PS3 and Xbox three sixty, but this expansion version only came out for PS four and Xbox One. Um, I like that each character, of which there are many between the base game and DLC, have special abilities, things that they can make, um, they that they can make and attributes to help them survive in their own way. So I already talked about the lady I played as needed to murder things to keep her levels up so yeah you have a health bar you have a brain bar that's your sanity level is there another one?
1: the most important one which is what it's in the title
0: your hungry bar (laughs) your tum tum the little tummy you got to keep feeding yourself
1: which, realistically, most characters, you just carry 50,000 berries on your person. and Never worry about that bar But again.
0: if you refuse to eat berries, it doesn't work for you. So, yeah, you well, can, you can don't eat. don't
1: play a character that can't eat. <laughs>
0: well, she was the toughest one, so, you know, you, that's the thing with characters. You got one thing that's really good, and someone else is going to suffer. They're, they're not going to be OP, because the point of the game is to struggle.
1: <laughs> but, Unless uh, you're the woodsman, in which case, you start with an axe, and... You murder trees.
0: Okay, well, eventually all the trees will run out if you don't plant them. But
1: um... No, actually, trees regrow after two days.
0: The way to avoid voice actors by making the character's speech sound I thought was really cool, too.
1: But my favorite was the mime who blows balloons, and he doesn't have any audio effects at all. He just mimes at the screen when everyone else would be making instrument noises or random sounds. And he just sits there and waves his hands, and it's pretty good.
0: Uh, I like the HUD, once I figured out how to use it on the controller. And crafting is easy enough as it shows you what you need of what is currently on your person. Uh, Creature designs are pretty cool, too, and I appreciated the environment design as well. What did you like about this, Matt?
1: I liked the amount of immersion they put in the different characters... How each one had each character had their own goals outside of surviving and their own ways of doing things was kind of neat. I liked trying out. I played as like the spider person. It was kind of cool, and probably my favorite was yeah the woodsman, because he's at war with the trees, and that was fun. Uh, The mine was fun. You could leave balloons literally everywhere, infinite balloons. That was great stuff. I liked besides that. I liked all the random stuff. That you would find, like, a lot of it was really creepy, like, the sacrificial altar for the pig people literally had, like, pig heads mounted on pikes. The tall birds were terrifying. Yeah, that's probably it for, like, fans I enjoyed.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: It was multiplayer.
0: <laughs> you enjoyed it in multiplayer? Because you're you mm-hmm. saying you wouldn't play it by yourself. I would not saying?
1: play this game by myself, no. Okay, well, before I, I would into- just download mods for Minecraft and have a spooky experience.
0: Before I get into what I didn't like, uh, I would like to state that I did try the base game. Um, Plays pretty much the same. Differences being to unlock other characters, you have to get so far in the game to actually gain an experience to unlock them. Versus the multiplayer version, you have Most of the characters are already available, and then the other characters you'd have to pay for.
1: Oh, I did like the costumes.
0: Yes, there are costumes which you unlock through gameplay. Other than that, the single player version, I think you have one free death because I died once and did let me respawn, since there's no way to like revive yourself, obviously, in Winter Dead. But the HUD was pretty much the same. Startup was the same. And as Matt was saying, it's procedurally generated. So, you know, you're not looking at the exact same thing every time you start, but it's basically the same startup. And you start with the one token guy who's on the cover of everything. What's his name? Wilson. Wilson is a default character and don't starve. His only unique ability is the beard that he grows, giving him some respite from the cold in the winter. Wilson can shave his own beard and collect the beard hair. Awkward. Oh, let me just click this real quick don't starve characters from best to worst just to give you a little insight of the characters this was this article was actually made last year so it says even though the game was made in 2014 people are still playing this so yeah i mean as i said each character has their own benefits and stuff that makes them harder to play they they actually put a rating next to characters of their difficulty level so that's something to keep in mind too if you want to Make it easier or worse for yourself. Check that. Okay, so some things that were not as enjoyable were, first off, I had the hardest time figuring out what to do to start the multiplayer experience. Mm. Uh, Matt started a server, and I hopped on with the password and picked out an outfit, and then nothing. There was no ready up. There was no start button. There was no join. There was nothing I could click to engage, to progress, that I was ready to join his game. I was using a controller, which was ready to go. He plugged it in, but it seemed to have an issue if I was trying to use both keyboard and controller at the same time. So it didn't give me any of these functions to start up the game. So once I prepped a character, I didn't figure it out until I just started hitting buttons. And when I hit the start button on the Xbox One controller, it started. Swear, I hit that before and nothing happened. So, it's like I said, it's not very friendly with keyboard and controller at the same time. So, if you want to use keyboard or controller, pick yeah. one or the other. Don't try to do both at the same time.
1: Fun 30 minutes of yeah non gameplay. I
0: looked up videos, there was nothing. When I looked up multiplayer experience, it was giving me beta play from 2015 that didn't help me. And because, especially because the way it was set up then was not the same way it's set up now. <laughs> And, hey devs you know,
1: patch in a press start to play yeah a press start to spawn There, there's prompt.
0: nothing on the screen it just you pick out your outfit and then you're just left there there's nothing indicating what you're supposed to be doing i don't know what you're supposed to do if you're on a keyboard hit enter it,
1: there's literally a button i clicked oh, on so the bottom right it wasn't there on your screen because i turned around and looked and i was like where's I, the button i don't know
0: what the issue was but yeah that that was, yeah, as Matt said, almost 30 minutes of me struggling, getting mad, just trying to figure out how to start the freaking game. So, yeah, hit the start button if you're using a controller, I guess. The game is a little unforgiving. It's hard to know what you can and cannot survive a fight against. Uh, I assumed some toads would be no problem, and after I took out spiders, which you would think spiders are more difficult than toads, but the toads killed me twice in a row. <laughs> Uh, The only other big issue is that there isn't any sort of tutorial um, in the multiplayer experience or single player, and you either have to struggle to figure it out or look online or gain wisdom from fellow players. There wasn't a whole lot of hints of what you're supposed to do except the crafting system. The
1: way the crafting menu is set up, it leads you down the progression to discovering what to do later on.
0: Yeah, which I get that. It's more so like the since each character has a different how to solve sanity issue. That's what was a struggling point for me. I was like, oh, well, this person, I did this to make your sanity go up, and this person it has no effect. And sometimes it would go up, and then i try to do the same thing and it would go back down. I was like, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> it is a survival game, so the longer your life, the harder it becomes. So, which I expected, but it was a bit of a struggle to play this game. What about you? What did you not like about this uh. game?
1: My biggest problem is just how repetitive it got. Like once you, once you learn how to get enough food to survive a day, hunger was never an issue after that, even slightly. So then it was literally just finding a rock that would give you gold, which procedurally generated worlds. Sometimes it took us a while to find a spot for gold, which you need to get the first item that'll let you start crafting the more advanced stuff. And there's no objective that I know of to surviving other than to, to survive.
0: Yeah, there's not really any sort of end game. It's really you setting your own standards and how long you want to survive.
1: And that's not that fun. There's not you can't really affect the world that much from what I could see. At least it's not shown to you in the crafting menu in any meaningful way. If there is, um, you mostly just keep not dying it's kind of old kind of quick uh yeah as Jess mentioned there's no easy way to gauge the difficulty of certain actions there there is no progression to when you find certain tasks and how difficult they may or may not be so like one of the playthroughs I finally found some gold and I saw the tall bird I'm like well that's weird looking so I hit the gold once and and tall bird sprints at me from like yep a fair distance away. I didn't think it would bother me how far away it was, but nope. Sprinted over to me, pecked me once, and I was dead. Yep. GG.
0: The birdie. And, you
1: know, I understand it's um it's supposed to be a more difficult survival type game, but without any sort of clues at what's a challenge and what's not, it I had no reason to keep playing to learn.
0: I would say for me what would get me to continue playing if there's no end game is fighting the bigger creatures because again, you know, when I saw the original trailer for this game I like saw all these interesting looking creatures like this giant badger looking thing and then this moose with wings or whatever. And I didn't get to see like any of that in the short amount of time we played. And I think the most we survived was was it five days?
1: Something like that. And
0: then we saved. So I don't know. Yeah, we didn't pick it back up after that. So I think that would be yeah. my reason to keep going is to see what more, and more I can fight because it's like I didn't survive toads, Because so I must not have been that tough yet.
1: Yeah, the combat isn't very interesting. The game you kind controls of just
0: smash the attack
1: button by yeah, uh, like just mouse clicking on things. So it's not engaging to fight, and the fights themselves are pretty glitchy. Like I, I attacked a beehive one time, and when I was by myself, I managed to kill like five bees. Literally, no problem whatsoever. And then I went back at, during another playthrough to show Jess, and like we got wrecked by those bees.
0: Yeah, we had to run. And
1: like, <laughs> just, just the fact that that the combat is so inconsistent. I just avoided getting in fights altogether. Um, it was much better to just like sprint through enemies because they couldn't keep up and look for whatever you needed to craft what you wanted to. And that wasn't very fun. So,
0: yeah, the repetitive doesn't really bother me. Repetitiveness didn't really bother me because I'm used to that in games. So, I guess I'm accustomed to a survival type game like this. But it was just like I said, the, the difficulty and not knowing what i was supposed to be doing was the hardest thing for me
1: it doesn't um it doesn't broadcast like the rewards for doing actions either so if getting in fight in dangerous fights did have some sort of payout maybe the uh that's how you get the outfits which are the only things that carry over between deaths you have to fight or complete Quests or something along those lines, but none of that's shown to you. So we we would have to read the wiki, I suppose, to to learn that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's the thing for me. Like, I don't like having to go out of my way to figure out how to play a game. Like, I get if you don't want to make a tutorial, fine, but like have it somewhere in the main menu, just as a bit of like a preface, how the game is supposed to be played. Because I shouldn't have to be going online just to figure out how to play a game. I don't know. When I was a kid. I got stuck in a game, you know, the very early days. We didn't have YouTube to look up anything. We had to look up the literal text walkthroughs posted on websites and just read through it to figure something out. I didn't really like doing that, and I don't want to do it now.
1: <laughs> I lived on the Final Fantasy VIII online walkthrough. I don't remember what website that was on anymore. That was so long ago.
0: Maybe I've been spoiled by all these newer games having walkthroughs.
1: It doesn't even need to be a walkthrough, just like hints, loading screen hints, do X.
0: Yeah, those are the, those are the best things I would say is the loading screen hints, having some basic information, especially like when I got back into Dead by Daylight and didn't have any experience with any of the new killers after almost two years of not playing it. And the hints popped up for me. Who the killer was before the game finished loading, and like that was helpful for me to try to figure out how to play the game.
1: But... At, at the very least, seeding like ideas and loading screen hints. So like, say there's some creature. See, like we just don't know enough about the game to even like guess what you could do. Like maybe one of the loading screen hints could be um uh, about staying near fires at night because dogs lurk in the shadows or something like that because that's how i met the rabid pack of dogs because i wasn't near the fire and that would ju- at least be something t- for players to investigate like huh dogs in shadows i want to see that or i don't want to see that you know or or e- an even better hint dogs don't like fire right yeah and then you're like wait dogs fire huh i i need to learn about this so but yeah some way to to seed in the player's minds like goals to, to do in the game.
0: Yeah, it's just like the way the game's set up, if you're not the kind of person who's going to look online for answers and you're not playing with somebody else, you're just going to lose interest in this game because you're going to struggle and be done with it.
1: And it doesn't have the benefit of Minecraft where you can just build whatever you want.
0: Yeah. I mean, Minecraft is just like, Stuff comes out at night. It's going to kill you, and that's that's it. You know, you only had to worry about. Well, hunger wasn't even a thing that you had to do for like a while, right?
1: Hunger was one of the earlier things.
0: Well, it changed from like launch. Yeah,
1: right? it it's the hunger mechanic changed a bunch, but like ever since the first like when Minecraft decided to be a survival game, that first patch had hunger. Before then, it was literally just like. Uh, a cube islands creator thing
0: but yeah back on the insanity thing because I think if you get so far in insanity you can't heal is that right?
1: it probably depends on the character
0: I don't know because like at one point I just couldn't regenerate health there was nothing I could do to fix myself so maybe I needed some special thing but I didn't know because it wasn't available in my crafting menu and the game didn't tell me so yeah, it's just, it's again, I understand it's supposed to be a difficult game, but it was like a bit of a struggle.
1: Do you have any titles that might be similar to Don't Starve Together, but more entertaining?
0: Uh, I've tried other survival games, and probably what I'd recommend if you like something more scary, horror based, is The Forest. That has more of a tutorial than Don't Starve. <laughs> Not much of one, but more of one because. You have a little intro and you have to get out of a certain situation and then it tells you the controls pop up and then there's a main menu and everything to experience. So that was a lot easier to start and understand what I was supposed to be doing, which after I finished saying this, I'll have something else I want to comment on. Don't starve. But if you don't want something scary, if you're looking for something less scary, Ark Survival Evolved, which is very popular. And I can go through, after you have recommendations, I can go through this list I pulled up online. But I haven't played that in a while, but it's a crafting survival game and dinosaurs, so winning. So what did you think would be similar to this you would recommend?
1: Um, if you're just looking for something spooky and you don't care so much for survival, um, Binding of Isaac is a good spooky game. That's, not for kids, though. It's not a roguelike.
0: Absolutely not for kids.
1: Yeah, it's an roguelite, single life, get through as much as you can. It's more traditional arcade, uh really similar to the Gauntlet series. Do except... you say
0: that's a it's not a bullet hell, right? But it's a well, top down something?
1: I don't know it's actually considered. I can look that up because
0: I have it for Switch. I do enjoy it. It is fun, but it is it's... very the the undertones of content are very uh, disturbing, and you're a naked boy running around, and there's yeah. demons and stuff, and you can get possessed and whatnot. So yeah, definitely not for kids. Do not let your kids play that game. It is
1: M. It's um, fashioned after Legend of Zelda, but it's just called the like.
0: Yeah, you also die very easily in that game, but it's a lot easier to pick up than,
1: <laughs> than yeah. Starfleet. If you want something cooperative, still not survival, the crawl game I thought was really fun. It's like four players, one player is the hero and everyone else is a ghost trying to kill them while you're all trying to progress to the ends of the dungeon to defeat the boss. So it's a fun mixture of cooperative and competitive multiplayer Uh, because you want to be the hero to survive the dungeon, but everyone else... Is, there's there's going to be one hero at a time, so everyone's fighting over it. Uh, if you like survival games and you want something a little bit spooky, uh, Terraria. I don't know how much I have to say about this. It's almost as popular as Minecraft nowadays. Yeah. Um, I think it's a much better game. It very quickly tells you your goal in this game is to construct a village and murder monsters. And it doesn't beat around the bush. Everything's about getting loot and building buildings for your village and killing monsters, and it's really straightforward. It's still pretty spooky. Uh, not probably not as spooky as Don't Starve, but it's giant eyeballs
0: and skeletons having a fight is kind of spooky. Yeah.
1: but Terraria is pretty safe for most children. I'd yeah, say. I
0: would say if your kid wants to play Minecraft, they're fine playing Terraria. Yeah. Uh, my other comment is I think. Don't Starve would have done better if it had some sort of story because you literally just show up on this island and you have no idea how you got there for one. There's yeah. no preface. If you no primary like, reason.
1: Especially cuz Don't Starve the main character is supposed to be like some crazy scientist, right?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: So like maybe you were literally like building his journal while he went insane on this island and then at least you could read his journal entries to figure out like what you're supposed to do next, but you You can only understand the journal when you're more insane. That would have given the game like a direction.
0: Yeah, that would have been cool.
1: But yeah, as it stands, it kind of just plops you down and ignores you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to force games in a box saying every single one of them has to have some sort of backstory, but games benefit from that, even if it's not a story mode based game. Yeah, so Matt mentioned uh, Terraria Starbound was on the list of games. To recommend after Don't Starve. Starbound, I own and have not started. But it's like Terraria that it's a 2D graphic, um traveling sort of game. You create, forge, and explore. You have basic combat with that. And you have to constantly upgrade armor and weapons to survive. Oxygen not included. Not heard of that.
1: It's a space co-op.
0: Neo Scavenger, Post-Octobie Wasteland. Haven't heard of that. The Forest. Escape the Pacific. I think I saw a bit of that. Hmm. You're supposed to get off an island, so you're not stuck on it. The goal is to get off. Uh, Sunless Sea. Like an underwater exploration game. Rimworld. Another 2D game. I
1: need Rimworld.
0: Yeah. The Long Dark. I heard about that and never touched it. Probably won it. world has gone dark and technology has been disabled. You will switch perspective between the two main protagonists who have recently survived a plane crash. A lot of stuff's plane crash. Huh. Oh, another game, I would say just for, you know, scary, spooky stuff where you're out in the middle of nowhere trying to survive, Colot. I didn't get very far in that, but uh, there's this spooky story about something that happened in Russia. People getting in what is assumed to be an avalanche. But there's a whole backstory if you look it up uh, about the I don't know how to pronounce it because it's Russian. The Devil's Pass. There's a movie about it too. But if you look up information, it's interesting. People cut themselves out of their tents in the middle of the night and froze to death and then died. It's assumed, like I said, it has an avalanche. But they made a video game about it where it's a giant deer-headed creature killing you. That's why people answer. So, that's kind of scary. I think that one's M. So, that's a little bit more graphic. Probably wouldn't recommend for kids under 13. Uh, But that's a spooky game. I would recommend trying if you want a survival-type game. And there's another game on this list that's going to be our next game. I won't say it until the very end because that's how we do this. (laughs) So, uh, anything else you want to add, Matt?
1: Come join our Discord server. We want to play Among Us with you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we want to play Among Us. I finally pulled the trigger and picked it up on a couple days before we recorded this.
1: I want to murder you in a space station when no one is looking.
0: That's great. Matt doesn't trust me anymore because I apparently lied too well, which I don't believe that I lie that well. Maybe it's because I don't lie very often, so when I do, it's convincing.
1: But Jess, how can they get to our Discord server?
0: Uh, I have a link that I posted a while ago. Or you can message us via the Family Fun Force Facebook page or our Family Fun Force pod group. You can get a link to that Discord. You can also find us at Twitter, and I guess ask for it there, too. What's our Twitter, Matt?
1: Our Twitter is at ForcePod.
0: You can also email us to ask for the Discord link. What's our email, Matt?
1: FamilyFunForcePod at gmail.com.
0: So, yeah. personal writing. I would recommend... If you like struggling, single player. um, <laughs> Or if you want to play with friends, which is ultimately better playing with other people. Multiplayer experience, don't starve together. And maybe not for kids under 11.
1: What did you think? Uh, I'd pass on this one. Uh, there's other better survival games out there. Unless you, you're spe- specifically drawn to the aesthetic of this one. I think you'd enjoy other games
0: yeah i feel like tim burton movies you should probably play this game
1: nowadays with the amount of survival games to choose from yeah
0: there's so much on the market like find one that suits your fancy and go with it like i said if you like dinosaurs arc i would still say forest is probably a better survival game than this it's still scary it's got crafting it's realistic and there's a story so i'd probably recommend the forest over this but i do i do. it was fun When I wasn't mad at it.
1: You know what game I would recommend over this? What? Fish Game, as our son calls it, but it's actually Subnautica.
0: Yeah, our next title is Fish Game.
1: Fish Game, Subnautica. Subnautica. Subnautica.
0: It's also recommended on Games Play, After Don't Starve, and that is what we are reviewing next. Subnautica.
1: There's lots of fish.
0: Yeah, because you're underwater. So instead of being stuck on an island, we're going to be stuck underwater.
1: Yeah, but there's a story yeah. that that's not in your face. Well,
0: it's a story.
1: It smacks you in the face in the very beginning and then leaves you in the is ocean it, to die. Is dye. it a fish?
0: Is it a fish smacking you in the face?
1: No, it's a steel plate.
0: Oh, jinkies. Do we have any other comments on this?
1: No. Catch you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Please don't. I don't talk for the benefit of myself. I really don't. Wes really has nothing going for him. (laughs) Wasn't expecting that reference.
1: Yeah, well, that's what it is. That turkey is the chicken from Family Guy. And you are Peter Griffin. Okay. You want to talk about the controls right now?
0: I mean, I'm going to talk about what we normally talk about, what I liked about it. And then you talk about what you liked about it. And then I'll read this big... This paragraph I got of what I didn't like about it.
1: You know, I actually purposely never write the uh, what we like about it in my uh, notes because it makes you so mad when I skip it. It's just a little joke. I think it's funny. <laughs> it's like little Einstein by everything with musical freaking <laughs>
0: instrument. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's like little Einstein in that way. Today. Today... Today.